Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. Wife, mom blessed by adoption, Jesus freak, wonderluster, overcomer, encourager, and an intentional living coach for moms. If you've stumbled upon this podcast, you're likely a Christian mom who's seeking more peacefully productive days. And what does that mean when we put it together? Well, first and foremost, we're focused on the peace that surpasses understanding and the steadfast loving kindness that comes from our Father in heaven. Next, we're focused on being good stewards of all our gifts and resources that we have been given in this life. And next, we want to be productive members of our family and our home, as well as our community and the kingdom. So if that sounds like you, let's go dig into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters, and welcome back for another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and I am so excited to get into today's episode. The topic is biblical self-care. I know self-care is a crazy buzzword these days, and depending on the person you're talking to, it could mean a variety of things from wine nights and pedicures to reading your Bible. So I want to get into what does scripture say about self-care in terms of this one verse and what God has really shown me in my time of meditating on this verse and being with him in his present moment and share with you some of the things that are included in the life and goals planner in just a few pages of the second section. So if you have your hands on that, you're going to want to grab your planner. Now you're going to want to grab your Bible now and dig in with me as we read this and go over a couple of these pages. And friends, if you do not have the life and goals planner, stick around because you are getting the value and gold that is inside of it for free. Well, maybe three or four of the 100 pages that are in there in this episode. So I want to start out by reading today. This is coming from Mark chapter 12. And I'm going to start at verse 28 and go all the way to verse 34. But then I'm going to point out a smaller section and then a specific passage um, or a specific uh, verse or two that is in there as well. So I trust while I've been rambling, you've grabbed your Bible. Mark chapter 12, starting at verse 28, and I am reading from the ESV. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? And Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all your heart, or with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. 
is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that, he answered wisely. He said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. I love that like punch at the end. No one dared to ask him any more questions. And so this should be a verse that you're familiar with, especially if you've been following along with this podcast or following along with any of my, I want to say my teachings, such as any of the courses that I've done, any of the workshops or anything like that. If you have the Life and Goals Planner, if you follow me on social, whatever. This comes from Deuteronomy 6, and it is where the Lord God first gives this commandment that we shall love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and all of our strength, I believe is what it says in Deuteronomy 6. And I'm pointing out this particular verse in Mark because I love the way Mark talks about the four areas. And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And I think it's really important that he mentions these four areas because I think they're four very important and very critical areas of our self-care. And I say this because we are to be loving God with all of us, not just parts of us. And we are also to be loving our neighbors as ourselves. And if we're not loving ourselves well, then we really truly have no business loving our neighbors because there's no way that we can love them well and we can love God with all that we have if we're not loving ourselves. He created us in his image and we have to honor his command and to love him with all of these areas of ourselves and of our lives. And so I want to take just a moment to dig into each of these areas. And I love that he says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Your heart, that is your emotional health. That is your emotional well-being. That is with your emotions. And I think when most people think of love, they think of an emotion. People can often say, oh, I've fallen out of love with my boyfriend or with my spouse. And I am a firm believer that love is not just an emotion. Love is an action. Love is a lifestyle. Love is a way of living. There are times I have been very upset with my husband. There have been times I have been very upset with my son. Those are my feelings but my love for them has never changed. There have been times where, I don't know if I would say I've been upset with God, but I have felt like he is not there. I have felt distance. I have felt alone and unattached to God, but I still loved him. I was just confused about what was going on. And so when we're talking about emotions, I, I really want to focus on this for a moment because it does say love the Lord with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength as well. And I believe a lot of times, even I have been guilty in lumping up emotions and my heart with my soul or my mind. But then at the same time, when we're talking about our mind or our soul, we leave the emotions 
out of it. I love in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18, Christ says, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this is what defiles a person. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These actions stem from our emotions, from our emotional health. Our emotions dictate so much of our perception and how we are showing up in life and how we are treating ourselves and others because it comes from the heart. And then our thoughts stem from that. And then our actions stem from that. And so we truly need to make sure this area is in check. I think it's really important. I love that it starts on this topic because I feel like we're just going deep right away. I think it's really important to have a process, to have a system in place or an accountability partner, somebody that can help you check your emotions or a way that you have learned how to check your emotions. And this is something that I do with every single one of my clients. They will share certain things with me, whatever it is in relation to their kid or their business or their schedule or whatever. And it's always a question of how does that make you feel? How are you feeling? Like, how do you feel when you share this? How do you feel when you think about this? How did you feel in that moment? What was the first feeling that came up for you? Because the feelings can tell us so much about what is in our hearts. What are we believing and what thoughts are we allowing ourselves to have and to sit in and to meditate on? Because it's out of the heart that we speak. And it's out of the heart is what defiles a person. And I think so often, like I said earlier, the emotions can kind of be lumped into like mental health or even spiritual health. But then sometimes depending on who you're talking to about mental health or about spiritual health is like, oh, but your feelings don't matter. Oh, but just let it go. People try to belittle your feelings, but your emotions are so important. It's out of the heart that these things stem. And these things flow and you shall love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your emotions. Jumping to the next one. So love the Lord, your God, with all of your soul. This is your spiritual health. This is like the nitty gritty of your relationship with him. Your spiritual health is your time in the word, your time in prayer, your time sitting in the quiet, waiting to hear back from him. Spiritual health is your faith. And when I think of the word soul, just in general, I always think of the phrase, it is well, it is well with my soul. And the song originally, the hymn came from this guy, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but Horatio Spafford. And if you have not gone and read the story of how this hymn came about. It is so heartfelt. It is so touching. And it makes the hymn mean so much more because it was written after a series of traumatic events that took place in his life. And to know that he walked through all of that and then wrote these lyrics, it is well 
with my soul is just huge. And it brings me back to, to so much truth about who God is and knowing that truly, no matter what goes on in our emotional or mental or physical health, no matter what goes on in our circumstances, knowing and believing the truth that it is well. And I love this story from um, Second Kings. I'm not going to read it because it, it is quite long. But if you could take a moment of your day, even today, to go read Second Kings chapter 4, verses 8 through 37, there is a story about the Shuamite woman and her experience with Elisha. It is so incredible to see her say these words, it is well, after she is asked multiple times by multiple different people, including her husband, what is going on? And she responds, it is well, after again, a traumatic experience happened. And she is able to say it as well because of her faith, because her spiritual health was so well, she knew who God was. She knew the character of God and she had faith that it was well, regardless of the outcome and the circumstances. I'm a firm believer in the importance of soul care. Soul care is a huge part of your self-care. All four areas are very important, but your soul care is critical because it is your relationship with God. It is loving God. It is clinging to him in all circumstances. And we have to know him. We have to know what he says about himself and truth and his word in order to even function. And we have to have that connection and that relationship with him every single day. So definitely do not neglect your soul care in part of your biblical self-care. The next one is love the Lord your God with all of your mind. And this is our mental health. You could even lump in this our intellectual health as well. I find it kind of ironic that studies show the more intelligent a person grows, like the more intellectual knowledge that they have about a particular topic or various topics causes them to be less likely to have a relationship with God. When we use our intellectual abilities to study his word, to learn about what he shares with us and to follow his path of righteousness and to follow his commands and lean into his truth, there is so much goodness that flows from that, Un unimaginable goodness. But I think we have to be very careful in this mind slash intellectual side of it is to make sure we're not relying on our own understanding. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. 
And I think it's so important to remember that when we are thinking about this mind area, that there's truly only so much understanding we can have, whether it's intellectual or not. But turning back to him and going back to that soul care aspect, going back and comparing all of these other things, whether it's our intellectual knowledge or our emotions or whatever else, comparing it back to the word and turning to God in prayer because he is a God that inclines his ear to our prayers. He cares about our requests to him. And if we ask for understanding, he is a gracious God to give us understanding. And the other part of the mind that I had mentioned is the mental health. And so I think this is the area that a lot of times emotions or our heart will get lumped into this category. Because when we think of mental health, a lot of it is we think about how a person is perceiving the world or perceiving their circumstances. And a lot of times we think about mental health because people have been through some really bad and rough circumstances and emotions flare up when that happens. But, but also your mental health and part of this mind aspect is most definitely your mindset. What is your mind set upon? Is it set upon your feelings specifically? Is it set upon your circumstances or is it set upon God and your relationship with him and biblical truth? And mindset is such a huge, huge topic that I don't even have time to get into today on this particular episode, but keeping in mind, (laughs) funny, keeping in mind how important your mindset is And making sure that you understand and know and are aware of what is going on in your mind. Because so often in our modern day, we can be so busy and caught up in doing and doing and doing that we're not even taking a moment to realize what is happening in our mind, what is happening in our thoughts. What are we continuing to believe that maybe might not be truth? And even ignoring our feelings, those emotions in the heart aspect of it. So your mindset and loving the Lord your God with all of your mind is so, so huge. And if you do not have, again, just like the heart aspect, the emotions aspect, if you do not have a system in place, if you do not have tools and resources and a coach or a mentor or someone to help you with this mindset stuff, it is so incredibly important. This is where I believe God has so much relationship with other believers and fellowship with others as part of his plan, as part of his creation. I see in the Trinity that it was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like they were in fellowship. They were in relationship and in community, like three in one. And I think that is a perfect example of how we need to have relationship with others to be able to have someone that we can say, hey, this is what's going on in my mind right now. This is what's going on in my emotions right now. Like my mind and my heart are being very deceitful right now. And I'm about to flow some ugliness out of them. Just like that verse in Matthew, right? 
We have to be willing to do our work. And it's really, really important to find someone to do that work with, because that is where the enemy likes to stick his nasty little fingers and play dirty games. If you do not have, I don't even want to say if you do not have a firm foundation, even if you have a firm foundation, he will still try and stick his dirty little fingers in there and play games and plant seeds of untruths and cause you to go down a path that you don't want to. And I indeed am super grateful for the close friendships and fellowship that I have with certain people in my life, because I know that I can go to those people and say, oh, you know, I just need to vent. This happened with my husband today and I'm, I'm so angry and I'm so frustrated, disappointed, whatever it is. And I have people that will help me, that will listen I have people that will listen and will help me filter through those thoughts. But more so, I've developed systems and found tools and resources that I have in my bank that I can now go and process through those mindsets and those thoughts and those emotions with God specifically. And sometimes just crying out in prayer works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you still stay stuck in that mindset and in those feelings for too long. And so having those tools and resources is really, really important. And the last topic, the last self-care area that I believe Mark references here is to love the Lord your God with all of your strength. And I do believe that this is physical strength, but also strength in all the other areas. I like to talk about the fruit of the spirit, and I think it's really beautiful how the fruit of the spirit goes through and lists all these things and it ends in self-control because I think we need self-control to actually grasp hold of and exercise and live from all the other fruits of the spirit. Self-control is like the penultimate fruit of the spirit that allows all the other ones to work. And I see a similar thing happening here in this one with Mark, where it references the strength in the end, because to me, it almost is that same. It's that self-control, right? It ties all the other ones together. But strength is also your physical body, loving the Lord your God with your physical self. We are a temple. Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians six verse 19 and 20 says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore honor God with your bodies. And if you have not heard I am a major fangirl of Brandon Lake. I am obsessed with his album, House of Miracles. I love pretty much every song on there. But the song Temple is one that I've really been loving lately. And he talks about in there, because I am a temple of your spirit. And the chorus line ends, and it's all for your glory. If I'm just being a lump on the couch, if I'm choosing to eat potato chips and cake and whatever else all the time, right? Like does the Holy Spirit want that? Is the Holy Spirit going to be able to use that and really like flourish off of that? Or am I treating my body well? That is the temple for the Holy Spirit in 
and feeding it nourishing foods and drinking enough water and getting a proper amount of rest and getting a proper amount of activity, making sure my body is optimally performing for the Holy Spirit to use it to work. I know when I eat crap food, when I eat lots of sugar or things with really, you know, not good oils included in them, um, like vegetable oils and whatever else, like I really truly see a difference in my mental health, which affects my spiritual health and my emotions. And so again, just reiterating how I think it's beautiful that this strength and physical body aspect comes last in this passage, because I think it ties into all of the other ones as well. There is proof that what you're eating and the amount of vitamin D you're getting, the amount of fresh air, the amount of exercise that you are getting really affects the hormones and all these other kinds of things going on in your brain that affect your mental health and your emotional health. And for me, I know that my mental and emotional health really have an effect on my spiritual health. And so just a reminder that we need to be loving God with all of us, not just parts of us. And I think it's really important to focus on these four areas, our heart, soul, mind, and strength. When we are focusing on our self-care, the world will tell you so many things about self-care. Take a bubble bath, eat some chocolate, have a glass of wine. Sure. Like those things can help us feel better at times, but I think self-care is so much bigger when we look at it from a biblical perspective, but it's also so much simpler because it's just these four areas and so many of them are tied together and we can make a very, very simple plan to be successful in these areas of biblical self-care to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and to truly use our whole selves to love and honor God. And as a reminder, again, it's very, very difficult to wrap your head around the concept, at least for me, that we're able to love others well, if we're not loving ourselves well, because if we're not loving ourselves well in these four areas, we're truly not being a vessel that is able to be poured into by Christ that we're able to pour out to into others. And if we are not loving ourselves well, then how are we able to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? If we are not loving ourselves well, how are we able to truly love others? Because we're only able to love them to the extent that we love ourselves and we are only able to love them to the extent that we believe God loves us. And if we are not treating our heart, soul, mind, and strength well, then there's an area where we might have to check our beliefs and whether we believe God loves us in all of those areas. Because if we're not loving what he's given us and being good stewards of what he's given us, then we're truly not believing that he's loving us to the capacity in which he really, really does. So consider these four areas when you think about your self-care. Next, I want to jump into a small segment about how you can use the Life and Goals Planner or even just this information that I'm sharing you for free about the Life and Goals Planner 
to implement these areas of self-care. And so you will see in the planner section two, it's towards the end. So the last few pages, just before we get to section three, there is a self-care brain dump. And the self-care brain dump, what I'm asking you to do is get it all out. What are the things that fill your cup? What are the things that bring you joy, that bring you peace, that bring you back to center, to level? The things that help you find balance, the things that make your heart sing, the things that make you smile, what fires you up, what makes you want to get up out of bed each and every morning. List them all out. And the next page is how do I self-care? And I ask questions to get you thinking in, in a couple of different areas for myself. What are the activities that I can do that make me feel most refreshed? When is the last time I felt great? Like really great. And ask yourself this question in each of these four areas. When is the last time I felt great mentally in my mind? When's the last time I felt great emotionally? When's the last time I felt great physically in my body? And when is the last time I felt great spiritually in my relationship with God? What are some healthy habits that I believe would help me to love myself and others well? What are some things that you can implement each and every day that would make you feel like you have loved yourself well and allow you to love others well? And this one, I have to give all the credit where it's due, was my husband came up with this question. In what ways am I sabotaging myself or harming myself in the, quote, name of self-care? And these are things like sleep revenge, staying up super late at night, scrolling on your phone or binge watching TV shows that are irrelevant because that's the only time you have. And using that time instead of getting up early in the morning and spending it with the Lord or something like that. Getting lost in the scroll, drinking or smoking nightly, spending time buffering and not taking action on things that you know you need to take action on. And sitting with yourself and answering some of these questions can give you some really good insight to your self-care. And then on the following pages, I do have it lumped into the three areas, categorizing your self-care into the mind, body, and soul categories. Don't forget your emotions when you're doing this, whether you want to lump them under mind or wherever else, make sure you're thinking about your emotional health as well. But looking at your self-care brain dump and answering these questions under how do I self-care, then go ahead and categorize your self-care. Don't allow your mind, nor your body, nor your soul, nor your heart fall to the wayside. I truly believe that each of the categories, mind, body, and soul, fosters emotional health. And honestly, some of your self-care items might show up under mind and body, or body and soul, or mind and soul, or whatever else. I have a friend, Audrey, who has Hesed Heart, and she teaches yoga from a biblical perspective. You meditate on scripture while you are doing certain stretches with her. And so it is definitely a, a body and soul type thing. But man, it's really great for my mind as well. So that I might find under all three categories. But categorize the things on your self-care in this list and then pray over it and go back over it with God 
and ask yourself, what things are relevant to this season? What things could you see bringing you joy and peace by practicing them regularly? And I recommend highlighting three in each of the core areas, three under the mind, three under the body, and three under the soul. And then trying to implement them into your daily routines. Not all three mind, all three body, and all three soul in one day. You're only going to be doing self-care at that point. But maybe you can do one of the mind ones one day, and then one of the body ones the next day, and one of the soul ones the next day. Or maybe it is as simple as getting up every morning and reading the word. Maybe it's doing some meditation yoga with Hesed Heart once a week. Maybe it's having a coach that you meet with once a week that's going to help you with the mindset and soul care areas. Figure out what those things are for you in this season that can help you get a grip on your biblical self-care and love the Lord with all of your mind, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength.